Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Helen. And this is the Squiggly Careers podcast. Every week we share ideas for action and tools to try out that we hope will help you, and to be honest, us, navigate our squiggly career with more confidence, clarity and control. And this week we're talking about how to give and get fast and frequent feedback. And feedback is a very important squiggly skill, so it is not the first time we've talked about it, but we are taking a slightly different angle to it today. So just in case it's useful, and we'll put all of the links to this in the pod sheet for you, we've already covered like the basics of feedback, which we rather grandly called how to master the art of feedback back on episode <laughs> You can tell 19. that's an early episode, can't you? Master the art of feedback. Like, who I do we think we are? I don't know. It's <laughs> not that. We, we wouldn't call it that now. Basically, how to get good at the basics is what yeah. One's all about, and then uh, recently we did how to fix feedback, which was more about sort of the challenges that you have, you know, giving feedback upwards perhaps to sort of managers and also getting more improvement feedback because people can often find that quite hard and Sarah did a brilliant conversation with Kim Scott about the skill of radical candor so quite a specific part of feedback so there are a few episodes 19 205 and 211 where we've talked about it but one of the barriers that we find is that people just don't get enough feedback. And so today we wanted to focus on how you can get fast and frequent feedback so that you just get much more data for your development and you can help other people with theirs too. So we just wanted to start by quickly talking about what is feedback, what it's for and kind of what gets in the way. And then we've got loads of fast ideas to be consistent with the topic for today. And one of the things that I always find interesting is when we work with lots of organisations all across the world who talk about how difficult it is to kind of make feedback work and feel useful, is we don't really have a sort of shared understanding of like what feedback is for and even like how we talk about feedback. So often I'll share a few different definitions, things like data for our development, a source of learning, insight to help us improve or how we increase our self-awareness, which is really more about the outcome of feedback. And we do know that we need feedback to get better because it helps to increase our self-awareness. It helps us to understand if our intent matches our impact. And there's a great quote by Tasha Yurik, who has a brilliant TED talk, where she says, self-awareness is the most important skill to be successful in the 21st century at work. So I think to start with, if you're thinking about this for you or in the context of your team, just be clear about like how are you going to find feedback? Is it how we all learn and grow? Is it how we all get better together? Use the words that work for you. But particularly if you're in a team setting, I would maybe just try and 
before you kind of dive into some of the ideas for action, just make sure everybody is clear about like what feedback is. And as well as talking about intent versus impact, I think the other reason that feedback is so important is it's how we uncover blind spots. So you know that kind of phrase, we don't know what we don't know. I think sometimes other people can see us more clearly than we can see ourselves. They can see our strengths, they can see our areas to improve. So they just increase our understanding in a way that is almost impossible, I think, to do for ourselves. And most importantly, in a squiggly career where we're all work in progress, we've got this learning mindset, we're all in this infinite learning loop. I think feedback is just a really important part of navigating that squiggly career successfully. It's how we keep learning, it's how we keep growing, it's how we spot new areas that we could be brilliant at, it's how we explore our potential. So often I will talk to groups and say, like, why should we care? You know, like, why should we care about feedback? And I think there's lots of reasons for us to be really committed to making feedback work for ourselves and for our teams and for our organisations. But I do think we need a bit of a rethink about often what that looks like, because I'm yet to come across anyone who says to me, we are incredible at feedback. So if you're listening and you are, get in touch because I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to know what's working well for you. So two of the biggest barriers to getting or giving fast and frequent feedback are formality and fear. So the formality bit is it just there's like too much process. Like it's like feedback <laughs> happens at a certain time in a certain way and anything other than that time in that way isn't feedback. And so people get like I don't know they just get twisted in knots really about how to do it and how to do it right and how to do it in the way that the company wants me to do it. And every time that we overformalize feedback, we reduce the amount that we're going to get. So all of the ideas for action we've got are pretty informal in terms of, you know, how you'd ask for them or the way that you might do there's no 360 process here this is quick and fast ideas for you and the second barrier is about fear so people worrying about well if I ask Sarah for some fast feedback and she tells me something that I don't do very well is that you know going to ruin my career development and a lot of that thought process that creates the fear has sort of issues and roots in our confidence gremlin so you know worrying that I might fail or that people might think I don't know enough or I'm not good enough so again lots of the ideas for action we've got are actually about you getting feedback about things that you do well that might be a blind spot to you to this point that Sarah said because whilst it is important to be aware of how you can improve it is also really if not more important to know about the positive ways in which you make impact and we often make associations that feedback's all about things that we're not doing very well but actually you can really increase the frequency if you start getting information about the things that you do brilliantly so you can do it even more and you can get even better at it so everything is about less formality and reducing the fear so that you can get more of that information Yeah, I think we have often all got stuck in feedback equals a difficult conversation. And I just see and hear that time and time again from people. As soon as you say feedback and you get to all these fears, it's always in the context of I need to have a difficult conversation with someone or I'm worried about somebody having a difficult conversation with me. And then I think we're sort of missing a whole load of really useful feedback that's sort of much more everyday development based. So I feel like this is is almost been an ignored part of feedback, but it's probably how we learn and grow every day. And then actually what you get a lot of focus on, if you have a look at the articles online, is like, you know, oh, if you've got to have a difficult conversation with your manager or like how to deliver difficult conversations. And those things are really helpful as well. But I feel like there's sort of one small slice of the feedback pie, so to speak. 
So a couple of froms and twos as well to frame what we're talking about today. Helen, I always find kind of from and to really helpful as just a way of thinking about what we're trying to let go of and what we're trying to replace it with. So here, I think we're talking about from moving from formal feedback where it's all about maybe filling out a form or ticking it off your to-do list or following a process because you feel you have to, to really regular and frequent feedback. From feedback being general, you know, that dreaded email, oh, I just wondered if I could have some feedback. And you're just thinking, oh, like I don't know what you want feedback on. That's going to take me ages. We're making it too hard for people. I think we've got to make this loads easier. And that's the why we've kind of been challenging ourselves for this episode about going, how do you make it fast? Because to make something fast, you have to make it easy in the first place. So instead of this general, we want to move to it feeling really relevant and framing our feedback asks in a way where lots of them can be really quick and also giving it in a way that's really quick as well. It takes a minute, you're kind of giving a minute, you're gaining a minute. It could be as fast as that. We also want to move away from it being occasional. So, you know, part of quarterly reviews when you maybe do those deep dives or those 360s, we know that those are never accurate because they are not feedback on the last quarter. They are feedback on the last three weeks because none of us are that good. So unless we have an incredible process for almost collating that feedback as we go, most of the time that is just a bit of a snapshot. So what we want to get much better at is moving to like real time fast feedback. And then I think this last one is is really important. And when I talk to teams, one of the really big challenges with feedback is moving away from this idea of feedback is an add-on it's something else that I have to find time for and you know you're just like no one can do it everyone you know like practically at the moment I think people are like please don't give me something else to add to my day I really understand that and I really empathize with that because we're all trying to do so much and you want to have boundaries and we want to have work-life fit and all that good stuff and you sort of go please don't add please don't add on and so I think it's really interesting to think about how do we move to adding in So how do we move feedback to something that we add in to what we already do, to our one-to-ones, to to our meetings, to our projects? So there's nothing to add on. It's just more about maybe doing something differently in the time that you already have and thinking about how does feedback work in what I already do. And so we've got our five ideas for action now that we're going to go through and we'll summarise all of these in the pod sheet for you. The first one is one's win. And this builds on that point that Sarah mentioned about framing it. Framing it makes it fast is what we want to think about here. Questions that you could ask here could be, what was the one thing that you found useful about that presentation I gave? Or what is the one thing that you think was missing from that presentation that I gave? The one thing makes people really, really focus and it's quite a quick thing to respond to. doesn't feel like they're going to have to, you know, replay the entire presentation you did. There's probably something quite top of mind that they'll be able to share with you. I also like one's win because one of my uh, values is achievement, which I define as lots of wins along the way. So (laughs) I feel like collecting lots of one things is like collecting lots of wins along that week that could help me with my end of summer impact a little bit more. And we often use what worked well and even better if as a way of framing feedback. So if you combine that with the ones win, you get to something where you can really quickly just get into that kind of mindset of continually improving. Oh, so what's one thing that worked well about that project 
what's one even better if for that project or what's one thing that worked well about that team meeting what's one even better if for that team meeting and even if you all did that as a group and you kind of brought those together everyone can do that really snappily and really quickly you can include that at the end of your team meeting you don't have to then like gather it all up and put it all into a form you can literally just go around and say what was the best thing about today what's the one thing you thought was missing from our time together and like you know pretty quickly you actually get a lot of that kind of instantaneous like what's on people's minds how are people thinking and feeling what are the common threads or actually does, is everybody feeling quite differently you'll be surprised I think about how useful just asking those two questions can be like in the moment I think as well in teams transparency is brilliant because a lot of the you know the formal processes it goes on a system where not everyone yeah. sees it but if you do it like on a whatsapp chat or a teams channel or like at the end of a meeting or whatever so everyone can see it then it you've sort of communicated it collectively at the same time so it's yeah. actually it's a, it's a really efficient and transparent way of getting that information out yeah and you do see like we did it recently for um, an event that we did where we just really quickly did like one thing that went well one even better if and sometimes I think as well, you can be guilty of assuming your what worked wells and your even better ifs are the same as everyone else's. And I really learned from seeing that just a couple of weeks ago. I'd got a couple of really clear things in my mind and they weren't the same. They mm. were really different to what everybody else shared. And so I thought, well, that is like the power and the usefulness of us all answering the same question, but with our different experiences. And everyone's was valid and none of it felt personal that you were getting anywhere near no one was blaming anyone for the even better ifs it was just like oh that's really interesting I was like I'd not even thought about that you know and people just kind of shared you know what what they saw what they'd spotted what was kind of top of mind for them so I think it also helps you to challenge that your assumptions that you know we, we can all fall into that trap of being like well my experience of that thing is exactly how everyone else experienced it which for, like for me I consistently find that that, that is not true <laughs> so idea for action number two is called praise plus and this is about turning praise into feedback it's one of my favorite fast feedback techniques so people like giving praise you'll like giving praise people will like giving it to you it sounds like great job today brilliant effort in that team meeting loved that presentation that you did like it's meant with good intent but to the definition sarah said earlier it's not information that helps you improve there's no detail there's no detail in that praise it's going to help you in your development it just makes you feel good in the moment so it is not bad to get praise and it is not bad to feel good in the moment but what you do want to do is turn that feel good into feedback and all you have to do is follow up a bit of praise with a curious question so sarah says to me oh well done today i thought the way that meeting was brilliant and i just go i acknowledge it so i go oh thank you and then i ask for feedback and i say to sarah what was it that i did today that made a difference or what was the one skill that really stood out today and you can ask anything but the point is you take the praise you acknowledge it and then you ask for feedback and then what you get is the benefit of that like feel good that feel good factor plus the feedback that will help you And if you're giving that feel good factor and you're turning it into feedback, I quite like to have some shortcuts in my mind to like remind me to do this. So I always think brilliant because, because I think because I say brilliant quite a lot, I'd be like, oh, that was brilliant. It just makes me add the why. So that was brilliant because dot, 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 or amazing. I really appreciated how you, so like amazing and appreciated just because I think that kind of creates that shortcut in my brain to make it really easy to deliver that praise plus. We also in our team um, do squiggly shout outs, which is probably not a surprise for anyone that we do squiggly <laughs> shout outs. So in our team's channel, a bit like we do win of the week, 
when someone has done something just brilliant, we just want to give a shout out to someone. And really, I think the purpose of those squiggly shout outs is partly to say thank you because someone has done a great job on something. But I think what I'm always trying to do every time I do a squiggly shout out is go beyond saying thank you and actually also shouting out like, what was it that I saw in action that made that person so brilliant? So Helen and I were recording our first ever video book last Monday Mm -hmm. And honestly, watching Helen in action record videos in sort of small vignettes, like short, snappy, specific statements. I just don't think anyone can do it in the way that Helen can do it. It's like, it's incredible to watch. And I really want to kind of make the point of saying to Helen, like, don't take this for granted. Like you are brilliant at this and you're great under pressure and you you literally are on the spot and you have spotlights and lots of lights (laughs) and cameras on you. And just very kind of spontaneously, Helen has a brilliant ability to summarise a thought or a concept or an idea in a way that is useful. And you know that because also I kept hearing the producer say back to Helen, like almost like, oh yeah, that's really useful. I felt like she was getting some career advice from LA along the way. And so that was me kind of doing a bit of a squiggly shout out for Helen. I could have just said to Helen, you were amazing today. I thought you were so good. And you sort of go, oh, okay, like, thanks. But it just doesn't quite get to grips with like what it was that's amazing. So just think about what's your equivalent of a squiggly shout out? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss so our third idea for action is being a strengths spotter and this is something where I've been on the receiving end of working for somebody who is a strength spotter and I honestly think it, it sort of transformed my career which sounds really dramatic but I think this person helped me to find my flow in a job and in a role for the first time in a way that I'd not experienced before. So I think this is something that we can all do for each other so that everyone can succeed in their squiggly careers. And in particular, what I tend to notice is that people often take their natural talents for granted. So those areas that you are just, you're just sort of good at, they come naturally to you, you find them quite easy. You're probably not even putting that much effort in. And I think sometimes because you're not putting loads of effort in, you sort of dismiss it because you think, oh, it's just sort of me. You often hear kind of people say that phrase, like particularly maybe if it's something like thoughtful. Oh, well, I'm just thoughtful. And then you might go, oh, that's just like me and everyone's thoughtful. And then suddenly we just sort of go, oh, like I'm, I'm no different or I'm not special compared to anyone else. You know, well, we're sort of just being our own worst critic. 
And so I think if we can all be strength spotters for each other, it just helps you to appreciate your natural talents, perhaps in a way that is, again, hard to do for ourselves. So that might sound like, I see you at your best when, or I can see your super skill of dot, 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 in action when you dot, 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 or you really add value when you, or one of the ways that you're particularly useful for our team is dot, dot, dot. So you are just sort of letting people know those things where they're sort of their strengths really show up and stand out. So I often see when I ask this question without any like sort of predetermination of what people will say, I often get energy coming back to me and it comes back in slightly different words. There, People will say, oh, it was the energy you really brought to the session today that made a big difference. And that might come from a workshop or it might be, uh, I might have a one-to-one with someone on the team. And actually, I've literally just had a coaching session with somebody before this and they came away from it going, I feel so much more energized now having spoken to you. And it's, the more that you ask, the more consistency you'll see. And then again, it's up to you then to decide, is that what you want to be known for? But it's very powerful to see what other people see when you ask that question, I think, and get sort of gather all that information. Yeah. So again, like with all our ideas here, there's sort of two ways that you can do this. You can ask, you almost ask people to be a strength spotter on your behalf. Like, well, when do you see me at my best, Helen? Or like, when do you think I add the most value? Or you can just proactively do this. I don't think you have to wait for permission to be a strength spotter. And as I said, that person I worked for, I wasn't smart enough to ask her for strengths-based feedback and be ask her to be my strength spotter. But she really made a point of sort of doing that and she didn't wait for permission. I remember both for her and then actually some subsequent leaders that I worked for who talked to me a lot about the curiosity that I brought to a role and how useful that was like in my day job and how that brought kind of difference to the team and helped team to spot new opportunities. And I think both Helen's and I's energy and curiosity are definitely something where you could sort of skim past them because you'd be like, oh, well, Helen's just energetic and Sarah's curious. You're like, yeah, that's sort of fine. But I think when people start to give you feedback about those things in terms of their impact, like how are they helpful? How are they helping you to like make an active, like really active contribution to the work that you're doing? then you can see people start to really go, oh, that is, that is good. And then hopefully you'll start to make that strength stronger. You'll start to think about, well, how can I use that strength more? Who else might benefit from that strength? Who else could I share that strength with? Can I sort of teach that strength in some ways to other people? And it sort of just creates this really nice sort of sharing mindset around we're all great at loads of different things. So let's sort of just spot those strengths for each other. And people continually are surprised when you do this for people it still takes me by surprise when I'll say to someone oh just that super skill you've got of like telling stories it just makes such a difference to the way you present I can just see that people are smiling and engaging because your storytelling really stands out and honestly so often people are like oh really and you just hear that element of surprise. It's the quickest thing to do, isn't it? Like you just do it in a meeting. You'd be like, oh, that's one of your super skills, you know. Like you, you do that all the time. You're really good at that. I feel like the more aware you are of the role that you can play in being a strength spotter, you just start to look out for those moments in the day. You know, there are point earlier about making sure this is an add-in rather than an add-on you're already in that meeting all you've got to do is be observing someone and when you think wow amazing question or brilliant you know brilliant bit of banter there that really helped everybody kind of get engaged whatever it is you just say that's one of your super skills and people are like you sort of see the pride I feel like you know you're like oh I didn't know that thanks and then it just yeah just gives the meeting a slightly different dynamic I think 
So our idea for action number four is about autopilot versus auto improve. And here what we're particularly interested in is anything that you do that is repeatable. So maybe you do lots of events or lots of projects or maybe you recruit lots of people, but you're kind of looking for tasks or things that you kind of keep coming back to. And the challenge with those things is that it's really easy to get stuck in doing those things in the same way. And you stop improving, you perhaps get a bit comfortable and you do go into autopilot mode because you're like, well, I've done this before and I sort of know what this looks like now. So I sort of just need to do the same again. And actually, those are often brilliant opportunities for auto improvement. But you've got to figure out a way to capture auto improvements as you go in a sort of always on type way, because I was reflecting on this certainly for me and for our team. I am really good at auto improvement. I think because I'm a natural critical thinker, sometimes I actually have to stop myself from auto improving, like actually in the moment. And Helen has to like stop me and tell <laughs> me to focus and be, be present on what we are, what we, so true. what we need to do in that moment. And I'm sort of, I'm sort of already improving before I've sort of even finished a sentence, which tells you a lot about how my brain works, I think. What I don't do well is capture the continuous improvement. So I'm great at sort of spotting and identifying the improvement. And I, I just have, my, my mind just works in that way. And then what I've realised is that learning gets lost. And particularly for when you are doing things, I think actually generally it's always important, but when you have got these repeatable things, you've got to think about how could you create some sort of central source of those auto improvements, those even better if sort of that anyone can add to, that you can do it as you go and where it takes 10 seconds or one minute rather than thinking, oh, I'm going to wait till the end of this whole process and then I'm going to do like this massive review of everything that went well and do like a really big evaluation, which again, at that moment, I think, firstly, I would never look forward to that meeting. <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh, it just feels like you're like having to go over everything. I don't think my memory is that good. Whereas if I had got something where it's like, okay, like we're recruiting at the moment, for example, and there has been some brilliant things and there's been some very specific, even better ifs, if you all know, oh, well, we just quickly go into this wiki in Teams because we happen to use Teams, or you go into this thing in Slack and you just contribute like one sentence and you are done super quickly, then it just becomes a source of continual improvement that I think is just a really smart way to work. And it means that your learning lasts rather than gets lost. I think it's that learn as you grow log isn't it but what yeah. makes it really useful is it because we've talked about learn as you grow logs before in the context of sort of everyday development but what I like about that with this kind of fast feedback is that you're very specific so maybe you have a learn as you grow log for a recruitment process that you're running at this point in time or a project that needs to be delivered over a month and it means that I think knowing that it's quite a finite sort of thing Mm. for you to get feedback on means that there's a more specific reason to log that learning whereas if it's just general it just becomes this big like these are 101 different things that I could do but if it's like okay I'm running this project for a month I'm going to have a learn as you grow log and I'm going to get lots of fast feedback that's going to accumulate into data for my development then I feel like I've got a focus there that really motivates me to do it do you know what I can't help but think (laughs) Like we, like I don't think we're particularly great at this generally, and um, we've written you know, two books now. Both of those books I am very proud of. But there are some 
challenges along the way sometimes with the process of writing those books and every time we always say okay at some point we're going to write all this down so we remember it for next time and we never do and I swear it's just because you just think I can't face it because (laughs) and we've never done it so I just sort of think oh no either we're gonna and it's stupid because you you either make the same mistakes or you're like oh brilliant I've just learned the same even better if and just it is useful to think I'm sitting here now, like wishing we had that. that. We captured it, yeah. Got, and and do you know what? It's and I can think of about five other things where I wish that was true. Yeah. And so I feel like this will feel like a priority for us. And once you've kind of cracked almost like the system, and you've just got to make it really easy and really quick for people, it's just not hard to do. And I think everyone will just get used to it as part of your like ways of working. So, yeah, I'm trying not to think too much about the fact that we've not done yeah, this. Yeah, thank you for taking my brain to that for, for, for book three. For book three. Why did we not have our learners be very long for, for book one and two? Oh, well. Never mind. We'll do it. We'll do it. That can be our big, even better if for book three. We'll have one of those. Okay. <laughs> so the fifth and final idea for actions that you can get some fast and frequent feedback is some quick questions so these are easy to ask easy to answer questions that you can just fit into conversations that you're already having we've made them short and we've made them specific so number one what could I do between now and insert a date that would be most useful for you why that is a good question is because you've made it really specific with the date so that gets people really clear in their mind and you've said you've framed it in a really nice way what's most useful for you and so that makes it easier for someone to answer that's question number one what can I do between now and x date that would be most useful for you quick question number two is what's the unique thing that I bring to our team so that helps you to see what is distinctive and different about you and your effort. And again, it's sort of more strengths-based in terms of feedback, so very often easier for other people to give to you. What's the unique thing that I bring to our team? And quick question number three is, if I did XXX again, so presented, I don't know, wrote that email, whatever it would be, if I did XXX again, what small thing could I do differently so what we're trying to get here is some insight into how you could improve but we're framing it in a way that feels quite small for somebody so it's just what small thing could I do differently and it's not asking for a big improvement there so again just making it a little bit easier if I did xxx again what small thing could I do differently so I would imagine like if you're listening to this podcast if we all said to all of you listening you know if we did this podcast again what small thing could we do differently I bet everybody could answer. They might be like, oh, maybe for some people it feels a bit long. Maybe you've got an idea that we didn't include or you've got something in your mind. And so again, I think the way to get to quick, like fast, frequent feedback questions is experiment with them. Helen and I were reflecting as we were preparing for this podcast that there are definitely feedback questions that are useful, but they take time and they're not kind of fast and frequent questions. So I think you spot this quite quickly by just asking them. Don't worry if they don't work. It's much better to ask and just see. But I think when you have in mind how easily and quickly and useful were the responses that I got back, you start to know which are the ones that work really well, which help you to kind of quickly improve. Helen, for example, recently has used that top one. What could I do between now and Christmas? Helen said to our team, that'd be most useful for you. And she just quickly asked that to everyone on our team. And I think everyone came back to her like same day. So you get a sense there. You're like, okay, 
no one's had to overthink that i think i probably took the longest uh-huh. <laughs> um but there you go but no one over you know you could quickly come back and people were really specific and helen was giving me some examples of what people had shared with her and again it's really useful and it's given her i think because you've again you framed that question in a way that people can just go okay yeah that would be helpful and you give that feedback and you've done the ask and the receive very very quickly can i just do one more build because i was just thinking among the fact that you came back um it took you longer to come back than other people which other than the, you know everyone's busy but you were busy but also i think it's because you care a lot and so i think you know we talked earlier about one thing that can get in the way of fast feedback is formality and fear i also think feelings can get in the way a little bit there like you care you really care so you don't really like to be put on the spot so what i could probably have done better in that situation is said to you i'm trying to get quite a lot of fast feedback you know framed it a little bit Mm. so I'm trying to get quite a lot of fast feedback could you come back to me relatively quickly on your response to the below almost signaling to you that there are some times when I'm going to ask big questions that I do want you to think about but this is different this is fast feedback and so I think if you are trying to get some data for your development from somebody that I would say like Sarah is a thinker she's reflective she's empathetic she wouldn't want to be really quick because she wouldn't want you to think that she hadn't thought it through for you. It's coming from a really good place. So I think I might want to prime Sarah or someone like Sarah with what I'm doing, which is I'm trying to collect a bit of fast feedback over the next week. I'd really appreciate your answer to this question. Might have made it a little bit easier. Yeah, and this is where I think if you can have these conversations as a team as well, you can sort of have these discussions about what is helping us to kind of speed up the frequency and how fast the feedback is but also what slows us down and kind of what does that mean I was thinking there as you were describing that I think if you'd have said to me what's the first thing that springs to mind Mm. in terms of what I could do differently between now and Christmas that would be useful I think first thing to springs to mind would have taken away the expectation on me which I place on myself to think really deeply about Mm. how is that like, what am I really thinking about? And then you get like a really, get a voicemail from me like three days later as I've like really thought about it for like three days. Whereas actually, interestingly, everyone else in our team did it really quickly. But, and so that's also really interesting how you can just adapt, like small tweaks can make quite a big difference, I think, to frequency and and fast. And again, involving each other in like, oh, that question didn't work. I wonder why not? Rather than sort of being hard on ourselves if it doesn't quite work, I think just notice that and think, Oh, was it because you didn't frame it? Was the question too hard? Is it because you've got a Sarah in your team who goes away and thinks you're for three days? You're lucky if you've got a Sarah, everyone. Yeah, you're lucky. She's just saying that. She's just saying that. <laughs> but I really hope that has been helpful. We'll just summarise those five ideas for action for you so you've just got them kind of all at once. So idea for action number one, ones win. Idea for action number two, praise plus. Idea for action number three, strength spotter. Idea for action number four, autopilot versus auto-improve. And idea for action number five, quick questions. And all of that will be summarised in the pod sheet, which you can get from the show notes if you listen on Apple or you can get it from our website, amazingif.com. We will also put on the show notes our brand new big and brilliant resource, which is our pod book. So we have compiled 100 pod sheets into one ginormous pod book. So pretty much every squiggly career situation has got a document that you can read through with coach yourself questions ideas for actions some quotes to inspire (laughs) whatever you need it's probably in that document so do download them they are free and please share them for your development and if you're helping anyone else with their squiggly career too 
And if you've got any ideas for fast and frequent feedback that have worked really well in your organisation, we would love to hear from them and borrow some brilliance from you. We are Helen and Sarah at squigglycareers.com. And let us know if you try out any of today's ideas for action. We always love to know what works and also any even better ifs. But that's everything for this week. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back with you again soon. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.